that's, I mean, that's the thing with everything in life, right? Like the ones that truly, truly want it, how bad do you want it? Are you willing to, to get up early and go to sleep late at night? And it's not, it's not a, it's not a beautiful process whatsoever because it's, it can be lonely and it can be a lot of those moments of the questioning of like, is this going to work out? But once again, like I was just saying, you stay consistent and then you get these little successes and it just keeps adding fuel to the fire of if I can do this, it's only going to get better as I keep going with it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hirons, and this show is brought to you by Blue Deer Design. Today, I've got a very special guest. I'm Justin to LA-based podcaster, Bobby Hobart. Bobby runs the Purpose in the Youth podcast. It has quickly become one of my favourite podcasts. I've been listening to it in the gym, on the way to work, and just in the background while I was doing work. Bobby is also an Uber driver, and he tells his story of growing up in Massachusetts and then moving out to LA with a friend. We talk purpose, tough days at jobs, and how he wants to be remembered. Bobby also shares loads of great advice throughout the episode. I really hope you enjoy it. This is my chat with Bobby Hobart. We're in. Welcome to the show. We're live right now? Yeah, that's it. Just like that. Just like that. Fired up. <laughs> so, on your podcast, let's, well, first of all, let's go into that, what, who you are and background and stuff. Like, Yeah, let's, let's do that. Why, why do you call yeah. yourself Bobby or Bobby? As Bobby. Say, yeah. uh, funny story. So, I, uh, my name is Bobby Hobart. Uh, real name is Robert Hobart. And uh, I don't I don't even remember how the whole Bobby kind of came about. Uh, it just kind of happened and the reason it became like this whole if you look at the like the name it's three b's four a's and a y people are always like why do you have it spelt like this yeah and there was it was like two years ago i was changing my instagram handle and i wanted just bob a because people in my college for whatever reason just like yo bob a whatever bearded bobby and um <laughs> I was like, okay, let me change my username. I think it was just Bobby Hobart at the time. So my name, I was like, all right, that's lame. And uh, so I went to change it to just B-O-B-B-A-Y, you know, like a normal person, just B-O-B-B-A-Y. And it was taken on Instagram. So I was like, okay, let me do two A's, two B's, two A's and a Y taken. And I kept going and kept going. And then it, it finally took me three B's, four A's and a Y. And I was like, damn, this looks crazy. But then it ended up working out because when people see it, they weren't just like, oh, what's up, Bob? Eh? They were like, yo, what's up, Bob? Eh? Like they stretched it, you know? So yeah. it, it it's crazy how that's the story behind it because people are always like, how did you even get that name? Uh, but it was just natural. It just kind of naturally happened. I think it was more so in college. People just started calling me Bob eh? and I just ran with it. And all the other branding too just kind of happened. Like, the you know, people would call me Bearded Bobby on my campus and that's now my brand. Um, I claim to be the world's favorite bearded man, which we could argue all day is <laughs> completely bullshit. But it all the branding has just kind of happened naturally, and I absolutely love it. And but it also is tough now because if I'm going to claim to be the world's favorite bearded man, I pretty much have to keep his beard for the rest of my branding or yeah. my. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a phony if I shave it, you and then they're like, "Well, you're not the world's favorite bearded man," and everything else goes out the door. But that's how I got Bob A. I'm from Chicopee, Mass. Uh, went to uh, LaSalle College in Newton, Mass for a year. Went to Bentley University for three years right outside of Boston. Graduated there back in 2016. It was an all-business school. I was a marketing major. And then uh, unsure what I wanted to do next. I, um, I was graduating, had an idea to start a podcast. 
was really trying to find my passion, trying to find my purpose, had a bunch of friends around me doing some passionate things. So ended up launching a podcast called Purpose in the Youth, August 31st, 2016, and just stayed consistent with it. Last Friday, we just hit two years on the project. Now I live in LA, moved out here a year ago. And every day I'm just, I'm just trying to get after it, man. I don't know. There's just so much we can go in. If there's more specifics, you want to go into the childhood, I can go into anything specific, but, um, uh, it's been such a long road and every single day, even people might think from afar, like, Oh, this kid's got to figure it out. He's podcasting. He's making all these YouTube stuff. It's, it's such a work in progress. I still feel like I'm on the right path. I've told myself just to keep going, but Mm. It is a continuous mental game every single morning when I wake up of just keep going, stay consistent, believe in yourself. You know you're on the right path. Uh, Because it's interesting how even when we have these little successes along the way, we like love it. It's great. We feel like we could take over the world. And then two days later, we're back to square one of, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? So um, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at today. I feel still very young in this whole podcasting and entertainment types content youtube world whatever you want to call it still feel very very new and i'm just excited to see kind of where where the next couple of years take me with it nice one yeah, yeah. so let's just like you said let's go back to the start uh growing mm-hmm. up um what what did you want to be as a kid good question I, I i never had a full direction of where i wanted to go like i didn't i never really understood what I wanted to do, I remember so typical. I wanted to be a lawyer at one point. I just thought being a lawyer was Money. a badass. Yeah. And I think I looked into um, that was before I even started looking at colleges. So that was probably up until freshman or sophomore year. And then I realized that I didn't have like a certain passion. Being a doctor, you go to medical school. Be a police, you want to be a police officer, you have to go through that training. Be a criminal justice major, or um, you know. If, you, if you're interested in food and you have a passion for cooking, be a chef. I didn't really have anything like that that I was so certain on. So always enjoying business and liking the concept of making money, I figured I'd go to business school because no matter where the world takes me, uh, everything is business. Yeah, that's and that's, that's how I ended up at, at Bentley, just because I knew it was a really strong business. And going into college, my... Uh, my, my, what I thought, if you asked me my, my first day of college, where are you going to be when you graduate or where do you think is the best place? I thought corporate, I figured climb the ladder, find a company and just kind of climb up and which is nothing wrong, but I thought that's what I was born and meant to do in this world. And then it wasn't till, um, my junior year of college when I was like, holy shit, I was, I had an internship and I realized this is not what I wanted to do at all. Mm. But, uh, throughout my life, there was never really it was never really the thing that I was like, gotta do that. gotta do that. gotta be a podcaster. That never, <laughs> that never happened. It, it was always just, I, I tried a lot of stuff. I tried sports growing up, was never the greatest athlete. I'll be straight up. was never the five-star athlete. Um, and I just, I tried a lot of different things, but there was never, there was never a moment of this is what I want to be. It was just kind of trying a lot of different things, but I always knew business was something that, yeah. I wouldn't say it was like the strength, but I was always very cautious of money and I always made sure to save up and I knew that I could take that skill and hopefully incorporate it into something someday. Is that something that you learned from someone or, or is it just I definitely or... I definitely that's a good question. I definitely uh I definitely learned it from my uncle who it was the first job I ever had. It was in seventh grade, so I'm 
I'm probably 12 at the time. I don't right. know if legally I was allowed to work, but because it was a family, it, just, it wasn't yeah, really yeah. the biggest deal in the world. But uh, I worked from him. He owned a landscaping business. So it was like a landscaping supply business. So we didn't, we weren't actually landscapers. We sold a lot of the shrubs and mulch and dirt and all that types of stuff. So, you know, I'm out there busting my ass, loading up cars, helping customers, learning customer service right there, but also learning that every dollar I make, it's up to me how, what I want to do with it. So I would buy, you know, your video games here and there. I always, I always feel like I'm giving the example of video games because I was, I was big into video games when I was growing up. But I always felt like, okay, I can buy that, but then I also need to save money as well. So I think working for him and starting at such a young age, and really it credits my parents because they gave me enough. They gave, I always had food on the table. They gave me, you know, things here and there. But a lot of the time it was more of, you want that? Go get it. Go right. figure it out. Go save up for it. So it was like the perfect right in the middle of they would buy me some clothes here and there, a new pair of shoes. But especially being a kid, you're always wanting the next thing yeah. and it happens so quick. It was like, okay, well, go work for your uncle. Go make some money. And so learning that was super important because money, I mean, we all want to make a lot of money. But at the end of the day, it's really just comes down to how you manage that money and how do you take that five dollars you have in your pocket right now and how can you invest? How can you make that five turn into ten or twenty or thirty? Um, so I think working for him was probably one of the best things that ever happened because I just learned how 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 to make money but also save it and spend it correctly. That's cool. That's really nice. Yeah. What sort of age did you say that was? Twelve. Sort of 12. teens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was I was a, I was a young buck seventh I yeah. think it was seventh grade I'll never forget it I was I was just uh, sitting home on a Saturday one day and I told my mom I was like I don't have anything to do I want to make money and then she's like do you want me to call your uncle I'm like okay and then she dropped me <laughs> off that day and I worked and I worked the next Sunday that following Sunday and then I would think I just kept going back every weekend and just yeah. making money and I loved I loved the idea of having money and being able to buy things that I wanted to buy even though my parents then would you know. Like you're not buying 12, this. You can't yeah. buy that. I'm like, yo, I just made my own money. Like, what do you mean I can't buy this? What's going with this? Just buying a Lamborghini but, um, in the in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they just they they didn't care. I was like, I remember I tried convincing my mom to let me buy a dirt bike. She shot that down so quick. We lived right across the street from like woods and stuff. Right. I was like, mom, I'm not. I don't. You don't even need to go anywhere. You could chaperone. You could just watch me from outside. There's no. You know what I mean? We don't have to take a weekend trip to the woods. Yeah. We live across the street. No. I got the magazines. I had it all mapped out. I got the helmet, the bike. I, I don't even know, man. It's it's crazy thinking back on that. But yeah, she she shot me down real quick with that stuff. What um, what what didn't you like about the the rat, sort of rat race and the, and the learning? Uh, sorry, and the sort of growing up uh, steps through through a business and working for someone else. What did I? So you're talking yeah. about the yeah. I sorry, about the internship? well, I sort of skipped a bit here. Yeah. So when when yeah. you when you went to the internship, what sort of didn't you mm -hmm. like? Uh, about that you know it, it was filled of good people right the position was like a uh i was a marketing major so i, I got a marketing research type job so that probably didn't help because i didn't fully enjoy the work that i was doing but i just remember oh, man i just remember if i felt like everybody and once again it wasn't the people it wasn't it just i felt like everybody was just showing up in the same motions every single day doing the same exact thing they'd get there for 
839. And then by 1030, 11, they're meeting at the center to go make coffee and they're having quick five minute little conversations. They're going back to their desk and they're working. And then two hours later, everyone meets back to have lunch. And then it's just this cycle over and over. And it scared me because I was, I was working, um, I was working for a startup. So this was maybe 50 and 40 employees at the time. Right. But I understood that this was just a small, small scale of what corporate was like. And that was the dream to me, corporate. I really, really thought corporate was where I wanted to go. Yeah. And I figured if, if I can't even really, if, if it's making me cringe like this at a startup, there's no way at a major company. There's no way. And the thing is, what it comes down to is that people just need to be aware of what makes them happy. There are plenty of people in this world that are working corporate right now. They love what they do. It's job security. They show up at one time. They're out by a certain time. They love it. That's awesome. We need people to do that. Like that's that's how the world keeps moving. Absolutely. But I realized that that wasn't for me. And I just realized that I needed something that was going to have a fire under mass. I really, what I also realized too at the time was that I needed to work for something or someone that there was a passion that met, that made me feel like there was a bigger picture. So we were selling essentially a marketing um, platform, you could call it, but I wasn't passionate about it. And the research that I was doing, trying to find possible customer leads, I wasn't passionate about that. So having both of those things obviously didn't help the situation, but then also just seeing like I said, great people. Everyone there was super friendly, but I just saw the same motions every single day, and it scared me, man. I, thinking back, it's I've come so far from then, and I just remember telling myself, "This is abs. I'm not letting myself do this." Because then I ended up. So that was this. That was fall. That was fall of my junior year of college. Right. Then going into spring. So what sort of, what sort of age is that? So that would be uh, 20, uh, I graduated 22. So that'd be, I was, I started when I was uh, 20 and I turned cool. 21. And uh, I remember they even offered me a, a, a summer position. They're like, hey, we don't know if you want to be around for the summer, but you could do this for the summer. And I ended up quitting, Yeah. I think April. I was like, yeah, I can't, I don't even want to finish the semester off. I'm just, I got sick of it. And uh, how did you tell them? Like, cause that's a hard thing to say. If they're offering you a job. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how it went. I just remember not the me and the manager just kind of weren't getting along towards the right. end of that relationship. I, I had felt, and of course there's opinions both sides, and she probably would argue differently. I had felt that I was being treated like a full-time employee and the workload that I was expected to do mm. was ridiculous. And I was busting my ass trying to get everything done and I would get questioned like are you even you know doing things right are you do what's the problem and it frustrated me so much because I was just I was once again going back to the, starting off in seventh grade working with my uncle I learned work ethic and I always if I'm gonna do something if I'm gonna work if you're gonna pay me money to to do a job I'm, I'm gonna bust my ass because it makes time go by quicker me just right. sitting around just the time clicks but when you're focused and you're getting stuff done time just flies by but uh i just remember towards the end of that relationship uh, i remember she was even like yeah you don't because i was like i'm just putting in my two weeks she's like well you don't have to do the two weeks if you don't want you could just like today could be last day and i felt oh, wow. like i had to be the bigger person i was like nah i'll do two weeks i'll do the next two weeks and of course that was just like let's just let's just get on through that <laughs> yeah but i i just i lucked out because i wouldn't have known that if i 
the school that I went to was a very, it's a very business school. It's, it's arguably one of the top in the Northeast. Right. They were very big on get it. You need to, you guys need to, you guys and gals, you guys have to get an internship to graduate. And I don't think, I don't think if you didn't have an internship, you couldn't graduate, but they just, they wanted every student to, to do it. It feels like they've probably completed their task if they've done that, doesn't it? Like they've got exactly. you to the next place. And it yeah. looks and it looks good for the school, right? Yeah, they yeah. want all their students graduating with all this experience and yeah. blah, 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 all that corporate stuff, right? <laughs> but uh, I'm just thankful that I did because then it changed the course of the next year of my life going into senior college when I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing this corporate thing and I'm not applying for any type of a job unless there's a passion or there's a purpose for it. Unless I genuinely believe in that product or the company, I'm not doing it. And so it completely shifted my senior year because I didn't apply to really any jobs. I, I didn't really go looking, but I did look. I, I was always open to the idea, but I knew that that was not my passion. There was no way that even if people were like, just get just get a job and figure it out. I, would, I told myself, I would rather just skip that. Like, I don't want to get into that and then have to find a way to get out when I when I don't like what I do. I'm only going to step into something if I genuinely care about it. And if I don't, I'm not going to step into the world. I'll find a way to make money. And so it was, it was a very scary moment graduating college because I was around a graduating class that 99% was enrolled in a full-time career within six months. Wow. And I was part of the 1%. That's cool. Though. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I think that's nice. And I only know that fact because so I graduated in May, June, July, August, September, October, around October, November of that fall, they sent out an email to the, to the school, school-wide email to all that graduating class of 2016. And they said, hey, congrats, class of 2016, 99% of you are enrolled in a full-time career. And I'm sitting there laughing like, I'm part of the 1%, baby. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I, I, I got to go back and see if I have the email and, and just and print it and screenshot it or something. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, at the time, this whole podcasting world, was just this whole podcast was just an idea, simply yeah. an idea that I had. I never put up any videos on YouTube. I had never been a content person. It was, it was, dude, it was, I just had an idea. That's all I remember is just, I think I could do something with this. Maybe I should give it a try. So what was it? What was that sort of bridge the gap? Um, so obviously you left college. What were you doing and, until you started the podcast? Like yeah. How long was it? crazy once again so uh it's, it's, this all is full circle and watch so i graduate i had this idea to start a podcast i had this idea to start this passion based podcast my buddy dylan reese who i live with here in la we grew up in the same neighborhood back in east coast one of my best friends growing up he's a music artist recording artist pop artist he gets booked for his first tour when i graduate college so he nice. calls me do you want to go on tour with me at the time? You know, this is like eight shows in eight days or nine days. But to me, it's like the world. I was like, okay, I have an idea to start a podcast. I have no job. I'm going to go on tour with him in June. And then I'm going to figure out my life. So for that six weeks before we went on the road, I get back home. I end up back working for my uncle. All right. But you've got to imagine, dude, you got to imagine this, Mark. I'm working for the man that gave me the first job. I have a college degree yeah. and I'm still lost. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it was, it was like an that, epiphany. Yeah. It was like an epiphany, bro. I'm like, I just graduated college. I'm a hundred K in debt plus. Yeah. 
and I'm back to the I'm back to square one. I'm back to where I started. And for uh, for a couple of weeks, it was it was this mental game. I was working for him. You know, thankfully he he gave me an op. Uh, you know, he 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 could use me. It was the summertime, so they needed extra hands, and I could make a little bit of money. The college loans weren't going to kick in for six months, so I knew I had some time. And uh, so we go on the road for this eight day little party. You can call it. You know, you don't have to call it a tour. <laughs> And uh, I end up meeting my first guest of the podcast on that tour. His name's Jeremy Kogel. He was the tour manager of the entire tour, whatever. And uh, so I got him. We do a podcast at my house where I was operating the podcast out of. I do another podcast, two or three other podcasts with local friends. And then I had an opportunity to get a sublet in Boston, which was an hour and a half east of where I'm from. And I was like, okay. I could come home on the weekends to do podcasts if I need to. I could go to Boston, live in the city. I can make a living doing Uber because I had drove Uber through college. I knew I could make good money. And I knew it was a good place to, to build a podcast up. Like it was cool that I was doing this in Western Mass where I'm from, but I also realized it probably would be better if I'm in a major city because there's more stories. There's a lot more traffic of people coming in and out of Boston than yeah. the city that I grew up in. So then I moved back. Then I moved back to Boston for a month, six weeks. There was a six weeks lease in my buddy's uh, house that he was renting. Kept chugging along with the podcast, and then saw I was making enough money with Uber. I had a couple podcasts under my belt. I was talking to people in Boston about getting them on a podcast. I moved. All, I I so the lease ends. I sign a new lease for a whole year with my buddy. I move all my podcast equipment out to Boston and then for a year straight, Uber full-time podcasting as much as I could, just trying to network and build. And I did two trips out to LA just to podcast with that artist. He needed to come out here for music videos. So I was like, well, I'll find a way to podcast. Came out here, did, had one. I remember the first time we came out here, I had one podcast lined up, ended up leaving with six. And I was like, wow, I've always wanted to live in LA but now I'm realizing this is the city where I could just kill yeah. for this for what I'm trying to do. So I went back to Boston and then I finished out in last. So last August, we, we started looking for a place in LA and moved out to LA and doing the same thing, Uber full-time podcast and creating content when I'm not doing that. And it kind of just all slowly, but surely fell into place, but it, I really, for anybody that listens or watches this, there was that moment of, holy shit, I don't know what to do. You know, like I, I'm in such a different mental headspace right now. And I wish I was into vlogging at the time because I would have documented all the emotion that I was going through. And it would have been some real serious shit of like, yo, I have no idea. I would have yeah, put a little yeah. flair to it. So I'm not like depressed about it, but it was really a mental game of, I don't know what to do. I have an idea. I believe that I'll figure it out. And I just, I kept my head down and I just, I worked all the time that whole year in Boston, dude, I wasn't, I wasn't going out like I used to. And it's tough because you just graduated college all year. Everyone's making money now. I literally went to college with, I'm like, yo, I got to work because the weekends, that's where the the money was to be made with the Uber. And I was podcasting during the week. So it became a mental shift of like, I think I can do this, but there's no way I'm ever going to get there unless I don't fully commit to it. And so I just, I stuck to the plan. 
So that once I graduated, it just became this whole trying things out, what's going to work, what doesn't work. And then finally getting to Boston, it was like, okay, this is what I need to do. This Uber thing, this podcasting stuff, I just got to stay consistent. And if it all pans out, it'll, it'll fall into place with time. Is there, is there a specific moment there you, you specifically remember like, okay, that now is go time. Like now we start. Probably I'm looking at, I got the wall of all the people right here. It's always good to look at, but, um, Honestly, probably around episode, uh, probably around episode 18, I had gotten this guy named Huey Mack. He's a, he's an artist and he was somebody that I had watched through college years. He was a bit, he was on all these like college blogs in the U S I don't know how big it was over in the UK or in Europe, but he was like this, you could <laughs> frat rapping and all this stuff. It was just like this whole party music. Right. And I got him on my podcast from touring. I had met him through a tour, whatever, long story short. Ended up getting him on the podcast. He ends up reposting on his SoundCloud. It does 3,000 plays in uh, like two weeks or something, three weeks. But it was the fact, it wasn't the plays that, that was the fire under my ass. It was more about, okay, I just got somebody that I had seen from afar for years. If I can get him at 18, who else can I get? And then I went to then I went to LA. Then I got uh, Justin Escalone. He's a big YouTuber. I got Gibson Hazard. He's a huge music video director. Kid shoots amazing content. Uh, ended up getting Jordan Wazi. He is the uh, videographer for Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, got another guy named William Bull. Makes incredible music. Got a homie that uh, works at On the Rocks. It's a huge night spot here in LA. So it was getting Huey on the pod and then moving out, coming out to LA for getting episodes 20 to 26, mm. huge, all six guests, great guests, great, great stories. But also it was like, okay, if I can get these guys at 20, yeah, I'm going to go. And yeah. there were, then there were more episodes along the way, every like eight or 10, it was just like a reminder, you know, there, there are definitely certain episodes, which is not a big deal that I was more fired up than others. But there are definitely episodes where it was a milestone for me personally. And I know each one has gotten me to where I'm at today, as yeah. we kind of were talking about earlier. Like they all have played a role to getting to me to where I'm today. But there are certain ones every like 10 or 15 that it's like, okay, you're, you're going on the right path. You're doing something right. Something's going to pan out. And then the next one will happen. And then the next one. And then I feel very confident with like the last 15 or 20. They've been some really really great stories and that just keeps adding fuel to the fire for me mm. but early on it's you if you can get one little success or something that you're proud of that's just going to be like that you have to look at it as if i can do this then i can do that you know so getting one guest or another for me personally and i'm sure that's probably happened for you with with podcasting as well getting certain guests have been just okay if i can do this i just have to keep giving it love and and yeah. with time it just it just keeps growing and growing and growing yeah um i sort of seen that myself a little bit but i suppose it's different because i've been just doing designers so it's like it's, it's very more much more of a niche um but i've, I've been like i'm quite a self-critical guy i think yeah, i always have these moments where i'm thinking there was was this really gonna happen because my my goal is like to build up this big design agency sort of conquer mm -hmm. the design world and, and knock everyone else out and um yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I always have these like really sort of dark moments where I'm thinking like, this is 
not gonna actually work. And yeah, how do you? you know what the thing is, you know what the thing is, Mark. We I think even the most successful people probably have that same conversation because I have I have it. I kid you not. I literally have this conversation almost on a daily basis. Some days it's for a quick second. I'm like, shut the hell up. Like you're good. You're gonna be you're gonna be a fucking star. Right. And then there's other days where I'm I'm doing that. I'm just questioning why is this gonna work out and. One thing that I've been my go-to and I listen to it every morning is a Will Smith quote. I don't know if you're big on Will Smith. I like him, yeah. He said, let me let me read it for you because I want to make sure I get this correctly. He said, everybody listen, listen up. <laughs> Great quote. Uh, Will Smith once said, he said, make a choice. Just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. Just decide and from that point, the universe will get out of your way. So decide that you want design. You want to be the biggest design agency in the world. If that's what you're going to want and that's what you want to do, you don't have time to, to spend 10 minutes every day. Uh, am I really good? No, no, no. You don't have time to overthink about it, to think twice about it. Instead, you could put that 10 minutes towards the next project, reaching out to the next customer, setting Instagram DMs, making a new YouTube comment or clip, we just have to decide what is it that we want to do. And then from that point, it that's it. There's no, we can't spend that time and energy. So that's helped me a lot because I think, I think a lot of people have that conversation quite often. And some people are good at just not, they just keep it all in their head. Mm. Somebody's like myself. I, I just now I'm, I'm at a point in my life where if I feel something, I just speak it. I make a piece of content on it or I post on Instagram or whatever it might be. But if that's what you want to do, the only thing that stops you from doing it is that consistency, consistency, and doing it over and over and just pushing forward. But if you want it, you're just gonna find a way to get it. And that's, I mean, that's the thing with everything in life, right? Like the ones that truly, truly want it. How bad do you want it? Are you willing to to get up early and go to sleep late at night? And it's not, it's not a, it's not a beautiful process whatsoever because it's it can be lonely. And it can be a lot of those moments of the questioning of like, is this going to work out? But once again, like I was just saying, you stay consistent and then you get these little successes and it just keeps adding fuel to the fire of if I can do this, it's only going to get better as I keep going with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, well, I'm going to cut that out for, uh, for content anyway, but that's fantastic. Make sure, make sure you say it's a little smooth quote. I don't want, the, I don't want any, I don't want anybody thinking that I, I'm trying to steal it, but it's uh yeah, it's truthful. It's really truthful. Yeah, whilst you're saying that, I was thinking about the situation I'm in currently. Like, I've got this day job to. The idea is to help build up funds for launching properly, or at mm -hmm. least give me a bit of fallback. Um, because it, it's it's what I'm gonna do. I know I know I don't really like working for people. Um, so, so, I've, so this is why I'm doing this for the next couple of years. Um, just literally just trying to build up enough funds to put a bit more money into it. But then mm -hmm. I'm doing it for two years and I'm thinking I'm like f five months in and I'm thinking you know do I really want to be here for two years and I probably shouldn't yeah. be talking about it but it's, it's hard it's hard when you're sitting at a desk doing the same thing each time and you stay like you do like you, like you did you said um, you're constantly thinking about what you could be doing <laughs> do you think do you think the job is is, uh, is helping you grow as a person I'm learning some like you say like uh, is there anything skills. within design and what you're trying to do or no uh, not so much design stuff but I'm definitely learning a lot of business stuff uh, okay Mainly sales, I think. Do you think it would help you if you could find something in the design world of what you're trying to do, but work for a company 
and then yeah, kind of do kind of do a little bit more of what you already want to do, but then also build the right connections and the right people. Yeah, see, I tried that. Um, I had a few internships and that, and maybe because it was an internship, it was wasn't really right. But uh, because in design, you get hand as a junior, sort of you get handed stuff to do. Like you can't really choose what you want to work on, but when you work for yourself, you choose what you want to work on, and you can choose your clients to an extent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, that's why I sort of chose a job outside of design. Uh, so it's it's tricky. Uh, I think the un the unfortunate thing that a lot of people don't want to hear is that we have to do things that we really don't want to do to get to where we want to be. Yeah. You got to work, you know, you don't have to work that job that you're doing now. You could try to find something else, but you're going to have to do something to then eventually get you to that freelance spot. You know, like that's, that's why I'm super thankful for Uber because that's allowed me to f pay for everything, all my bills, invest a little bit, Give me that flexibility of working as much or as little. And I understand Uber isn't available to everyone in the world, but uh, unfortunately we have to do the things that we don't necessarily care to do or want to do Yeah. until we can get to that point where we can live full-time off of design, full-time off of content or, or whatever the case might be. So your stuff, you didn't podcasting full-time now. That's your, that's your thing. I'm not, not full-time. I'm still, yeah. I mean, it's literally a second job for sure. Just all this content that I'm creating and whatnot, yeah. but I Uber full time, and I I would call this literally a full time job as well, just because it's yes. Yeah, I spent all this time researching, getting guests in, and then creating solo pods, and I'm just always trying to create and put out something because I just know that all it takes is one piece of content that yeah. triggers. You know what I'm saying it's like a domino effect. So, but yeah, I mean I do this all the time. I do this, you know, I try to podcast as much as I can. I try to create almost on a daily basis, and but the main source of income at least is is Uber. Yeah. So, with that, like, do do you put the podcast? I know, it's a funny one. Do you put the podcast on like while you're driving people around? And they... No, not at all. Ah, no. Uh, no. I've had so many it. people that people that tell me like, "Yo, you should like play your podcast," or <laughs> and uh, I'm like, "Dude, I'm so sick of hearing my voice. <laughs> if I could just mute my voice, then I'd probably consider it." But I'm actually, what's funny is I've completely shifted because when what's it's crazy when I when I was uh, driving Uber in, in Boston. The podcast hadn't launched. I had these business cards and I was passing them out, pitching every single person. Like, yeah, yeah. But smartly, like, oh, do you listen to podcasts? Oh, you do. What do you listen to? Oh, oh, well, I have this podcast. Check it out. You know, it's gonna be coming out in three, three weeks, four weeks, yeah. whatever. And I was just so passionate. But I've gotten much more to the point where, if it comes up in conversation, I have business cards ready to go. Uh, but I don't. I don't look at it, you know, maybe I should be a little bit more aggressive, but I also don't want to be more aggressive because I'd rather somebody be genuinely interested and start asking questions. Like, oh, you know, a lot of people understand for Uber drivers, they do something else. This yeah. is just a way to fund. So a lot of times people will say, oh, what else do you do besides Uber? Like, are you doing anything else? And then it's easy. I'm like, all right, step up to the plate, swing. <laughs> but uh, if they ask questions, I'll give it to them. But if not, I'm not going to, like I did in the beginning, oh, do you listen to podcasts? I was kind of, you know, bumping yeah. their shoulder a little bit more on it. Um, so, no, I don't I don't play it in the Ubers. I do listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm driving just to kill time. But, um, yeah, I, I, can't, I don't want to be that guy to, to listen and, and be like, hey, do you guys like this podcast? Oh, it's me, you know? It's so, <laughs> so aggressive. It might give you a bad rating as well, you know. You got <laughs> you to push, though. You do, you do have to... You do have to hustle, so it's like maybe I should play it a little bit more. Um, what, what podcast do you listen to for a start? Like, 
I listened uh, the one I always credit the one that that inspired me to start a podcast. It's called The School of Greatness with uh, Lewis yeah. Howes. Uh, listen to his podcast. I used to, I don't, you know, it's crazy. Now that I'm making so much of this content, I don't really listen to the story ones as much or the ones that are literally made for that inspiration. Mm. I was listening to short story long with drama, Chris Praff a lot. I don't really listen to that as much anymore. The one podcast that I really have religiously been listening to almost every day when I drive Uber is the Joe Rogan experience yes. podcast <laughs> because a couple of reasons. One, they're long and I'm driving for eight, 12 hours a day. So I can hit play and be good for three hours. So good. They're super interesting. They're not just Q and A's. They are just, I don't even know how he does it. He just brings them in, hit start. And he's like, what's up? And there's no, he's not looking at a laptop. I mean, he probably has certain questions. He definitely wants to touch on, but other than that, it is just a free flow conversation. And, uh, he's also, he was born in New Jersey, but he's from Massachusetts. So a little, I got a little love for him. And, uh, yeah, I listen to his podcast a lot. He's not far from where I live, so it's weird to know that I'm like 20 minutes, I think 30 minutes from where he lives. But um, I listen to his podcast a lot. It's just super interesting and entertaining. And he's definitely uh, at the top. Like he, he's pretty much the best podcast. So you know, you can't you can't go over that. I think everyone gets like a million plays a day per episode or something when he releases it. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But uh, it it you know what the thing I realized with podcasting there's a market for everything you just have to stay true to what you're creating design or interviewing other people what i'm creating what joe's doing you gotta just find your lane and then just and just stick with it because mm-hmm. people are gonna find you and that's what i realized like somehow some way one content or another something's gonna happen you collaborate with people you keep doing it keep doing it excuse me you know with time the right people just kind of find you but uh people like joe i mean he's been doing it for i think 10 years now yeah it's crazy so it's thousand plus episodes it's scary it's scary to think like damn do i really gotta do this for 10 years then <laughs> you also realize there's no point even like stressing the time you just gotta just be present focus on what you can do today and 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 use today to set you up for tomorrow set you up for the next day and then you know two years goes by and then you're gonna be at 100 episodes you know what i'm saying the really cool thing with his and i think we're both doing it as well is like He's doing it for himself. He's doing. He's getting these guests in so he can learn from them. And I think, mm-hmm. I think you said we, well, you're doing it, and I'm doing it as well. So it's it's cool to do that. I think it's yeah. yeah. The thing is, if you start a podcast because you want to make a lot of money, you're already you're already fucked up. Yeah. You might as well just stop because there's so much that needs to happen for you to get to the point of making money. You have to. You have to. And thankfully, I recognized this early on. I almost when I was thinking about starting a podcast, I was thinking a men's health. Talk about fashion. Talk about health, fitness, women. And I was like, I realized, okay, that sounds so cool. But when I was thinking about the process of me having to research what's hot in fashion, what's hot in men's clothes, like what's the talk about sex right now, I was like, that's, I'm not, that's not me. Yeah. And that's when it kind of clicked. But the thing with podcasting, you got to make sure that whatever you're trying to go for, you got to be ready. To, and you know it, but for the people that might hear or listen to this, you got to be really obsessed with that conversation or in tune to it because you're going to be talking about it a lot. So Joe works out great because he's bringing in guests that he's naturally curious about. And that's what makes this podcast so great because he's interested in learning and more about them. Whereas if you brought somebody in that he doesn't really care for the conversation wouldn't be good because he wouldn't have that genuine interest, you know? So I think especially with podcasting, that's just anything. I always tell people you got to, 
start with why, like, why do you want to do this thing? And if money's the number one thing, you are so, you got to go right back to the drawing board because that is not going to help at all. Like the money you all, we all want to make money someday, somehow, but if you're starting it because you want to make a lot of money, go back to the drawing board. It's not the root, is it? <laughs> Reassess your strengths, your weaknesses, what you enjoy and try to put that all on one board and then connect dots and try to figure out, okay, how do we do this? You know, like real quick, I, I like people. I wanted to find my passion. I wanted to have a platform in the world. Okay. I like people. I like talking podcast. I like, uh, I want to find my passion purpose, start a podcast, talking to people that have found theirs. Nice. Here we are today. You know? So there was a reason why I started and same thing you were talking about. You want to be the biggest design company in the world. You started a podcast focused on solely design people. Well, then maybe you started getting more interested in reaching out to other people that inspired you. There's no wrong. There's nothing wrong about that because it all still funnels back to creatives and passion. And yeah, so there's nothing wrong with it. But the reason why you started wasn't because like, yeah, I'm Mark. I'm going to be the biggest uh, podcaster in the UK. Maybe that is. Maybe that's what you think. <laughs> that's, oh, you got to have that confidence. But you got to we'll always start that. with why. You always got to start with why. Yeah. Um. So you, your purpose. Let's do that. Let's. What is your what is your purpose in life? Good question. Uh, I think it's just to uh, to to not be afraid to be who I am at heart, and be that at scale, and show people the highs, the lows, and everything in between, and give people the confidence that whatever they want to do, they can do it. Whatever their weaknesses they might have, they can overcome it. Whatever their strengths are, they have to double down on. I think my purpose is really to end up going into some type of entertainment, but always with that idea of trying to spread that positivity, that message, that that high energy. You know, I want I want when people come across my stuff online or we bump shoulders at a coffee shop and they know who I am, I want them to be genuinely happy because I just bring them that energy. I bring them hope. I bring them positivity. Um, but I also got, I want to represent the person who started from, you know, built from the ground up and who went to business school and who was going down, you know, you always hear about those random stories once in a while that they went one route and then they went the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want to, I want people to always know that I didn't just, one day become a podcaster or whatever. It just, it, it took a long time and it, and it, it was me, you know? So I think the, my, my true purpose is to put a lot of good energy into the world, make people happy, make people smile, give people hope, show you the highs, the lows, the entertaining, the, the hardships, and just be honest and always, always, always be true to who I am and true to myself and not be one of those social media people that I come across on a daily basis who are trying to build themselves into someone they're not. It's okay. It's great to have dreams of flying on private jets. It's great to have a dream of owning a Lambo. But if you were renting a Lambo to take an Instagram picture <laughs> to then post and try to flex online, I have a problem with that. I can see through that bullshit. A lot of people can see that shit. And I'll tell you right now, all those people online right now that are they're building up their Instagrams or their social medias, trying to be somebody they're not. It's all gonna hurt in the long run. This is all a long play. I'm I'm setting hail marys. These guys are like taking the ball and running it like two yards down the field and getting hit. 
I'm sending Hail Marys. I'm catching them and I'm running to the end zone. And that's that's my purpose. It's to be who I am and to be at the top of the game for all the right reasons. Nice. I fucking love that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um last couple of questions. Uh what's the yep. best bit of advice for youngsters from well what's your better bit? What is your best bit of advice for youngsters? Just in general, youngsters. Yeah. Try try anything and everything. I think one of the only regrets, and I don't really have any regrets in my life because I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I think the only regret, if I could tell the younger version of myself one piece of advice, it would be try try everything that you have interest towards. Because I know there were certain times in my life where I was interested in something, but my friends weren't, and I just didn't do it because they were interested in it. If you're young, the best time to try shit out is right now. And there's no, you, oh man, you, you can't even, you can't even worry about, oh, maybe I'm not going to get any followers or I'm going to fail or I'm just going to look stupid. No, look stupid, like fail, fall on your face, get up and try again and try again. And you want to make music, go make music. Do you want to start cooking? Start cooking. Do you want to ride a skateboard and become a pro like Tony Hawk? Go buy a skateboard. I, I tried skateboarding. I fell on my back, got the wind knocked out of me, never stepped on the board again. Uh, I, you just have to try anything and everything and you have to just have fun with it know that you're not going to be an expert almost every single person that you you are inspired by or that you want to be like go look online i'm sure you can find a podcast an interview or or some blog about where they started and how they didn't know where it would take them try as many things as possible see what you like what you don't like don't worry about what other people think about you and Keep doing that one thing, two things, or three things as long as you enjoy it. And the moment it starts to feel like a job or something you don't want to do anymore, then stop. Take a step back, go try something else, and then maybe come back, revisit it. It's okay to stop and and reassess and try different things, but you'll never get to that point if you don't ever start. So try a lot of things. Don't be scared and have fun with it. You're you're supposed to you're supposed to screw up. I'm I'm still having audio problems on my podcast at episode 100. The, the first two it's minutes of the hundredth episode of my podcast, there's like a two minute glitch, and I'm inside screaming at myself like <laughs> you're an idiot. And at the same time, what? The world's not gonna end. Okay, like it's you're gonna make mistakes all all along the way. Try a lot of things, have fun, and don't be scared to to fall on your face. Yeah, awesome. That's, I mean, that's a good thing about uh, interviewing podcasters. Like, you get good quality audio from both ends. It's quite cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It definitely is. Um, your best purchase is under a hundred dollars. Hmm, that's a good question. Fortunately, it's not my question. I nicked it from Tim Ferriss, but uh. yeah, that's definitely a Tim <laughs> Ferriss question. That's definitely a Tim Ferriss question. Shout out to him. He's the he's the go to podcasting man. The best purchase under $100. I'm just trying to think of, I mean, I don't buy a lot of things anymore. Probably, well, the phone's definitely over 100 Probably uh, The GoPro is over 100 God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough question. I think, uh, I can't, I'll, I'll say this. I can't specifically say one thing, but I will say anything that's under $100 that's an experience. I went to. I'll give you a couple examples. On the drive out to L. On the drive out to LA, we did the Niagara Falls boat tour. It was it was just a forty five minute ride out into the to the waterfall and then back. I think it was forty five dollars. Amazing. Spent when my parents were visiting me in March. We went to 
we went to um, Warner Brothers Studios, 20, 15 minutes from where I live in, in, in Burbank, California. It's where they shoot all these movies and they have all these Ellen DeGeneres sets and two and a half men sets and all this stuff. $60, amazing. Got to got to see an inside look of, of film and, and shows that I grew up watching or whatever it might be. Um, trying to think what else did I spend under 100 recently. I haven't been going anywhere crazy, but spending under $100 in experiencing new things. That's super important. Trying new restaurants. Uh, like I said, I can't, I can't specifically just give you one because there's not just one, but if something's under a hundred dollars and of course I, I'm always assessing like, is this really worth it? If it's going to be an experience, I think it's well worth it. You know, jeans and all that other stuff, it comes and goes, it wears and tears, but experiences are priceless and there's something you'll never forget. You'll probably get inspired or you just will be entertained and especially if you're getting, you know, I'm over here vlogging everything that I do now. So it's like, okay, I can get a vlog out of it. That kind of makes sense. Let's just, let's just do it. But anything under a hundred dollars, that's, it's something new to try. I'm a big believer of like people need to do and try a lot of different things. Yeah. And, uh, I think just doing that, even the most recently, I haven't really done one since, but going to Warner bros and back in March or April, it was dope. It was cool. It was inspiring because I'm like, damn, I live here. This is where all this shit happens. Maybe one day I'll be here, you know? So experiences for sure. Yeah, that's nice. Not, Tim Ferriss would be very disappointed in that answer, but sorry, Tim, if you ever hear this, <laughs> which maybe you will, maybe you won't. I hope so. I hope he does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> incredible. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, whenever like mom and dad say, what are you going to get your sister for, your birth, for a birthday? Or uh, when are you going to get her some a present or anything? I always think, well, can we get not get our experience? That's like, that's the thing they're going to remember. Yeah. They're not going to remember, you know, I don't know. It can, well, the thing is it can, it can be a thing, but then what I think it comes down to is how do you make that a memorable thing? So another, I'll give you another example under a hundred dollars for Christmas this past year was the first year I wasn't home for Christmas with my family. I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I buy? And obviously there's really not a lot of things since I'm not with them. I have to buy something right to, to make them feel like I was there for Christmas. I was like, okay. Yeah. I could just buy them any necklace. I could buy them any ring. I could yes, buy yeah. them any t-shirt. I was like, okay, what can I buy that has value, that has a meaning? So I found this bracelet place online that they engraved. So I, with your actual handwriting. So I wrote out, um, you know, my sister, we call her Captain Liss because she loves Captain Morgan. So I wrote Captain Liss. My father, we call Bird. He's a huge Larry Bird fan, Boston Celtics. Wrote Bird, uh, I think I wrote Bird, Bird Hobart. Then my mom, uh, growing up, my father would always call her the heart and soul of the family. So I wrote heart and soul. And then on the inside of each one, it was engraved, love Bobby, love Bobby. So it was all these separate messages, but on the inside, it was the same thing. That was under $100 each. But the key is there was more, it wasn't just a bracelet, right? If there was, I had clearly taken the time to go out of my way to make sure it was something that was memorable, that they'll always remember the Christmas of 2018 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was for. So especially in an in a instance like that, it's like, okay, we can, what can we, can we, if we can't get an experience for under a hundred dollars, what can I buy that is going to be memorable that maybe it's a, a, it's a personalized pen that she'll never forget because when she's signing million dollar contracts, she, there's the pen, you know? So yeah. I think it's about taking what you have, even if it's 20 bucks, trying to, 
create that experience or create or buy something that's going to have some type of memory to it. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Funny. How do you want to be remembered? Which is similar to the other question, but it's like a nice caveat. Yeah. How do I want to be remembered? I, yeah, I actually had like a thought about that today. It's like, if I died today, how the fuck would I feel? And well, I wouldn't feel anything cause I'd be dead. But, <laughs> um, I just want to be remembered as someone who, who was relentless. It just put in the work that was a good person to everybody that didn't screw people over. There was a man of his word that tried to do it all himself. You know, I don't, even all the guests that I've had, some super super successful people, I don't reach out to them like, hey, can you connect me with this guest? Can you, hey, can you take a look at this? I just try to put all the weight on my shoulder. I, I believe that it's on me to get to where I want to be. I don't, uh, nobody owes me any favors. There's nothing that's stopping me from getting to the next position in my life besides me, the person I see in the mirror. I just want to be remembered as that, as the kid who, tried to inspire people that was just super positive, uh, that really appreciated all the opportunities, that was grateful for his family, was grateful for the environment that he grew up in, uh, and just somebody that did it the right way. And I think sometimes the right way we get scared of because it seems like the longer way, instead of cutting that corner and trying to buy social media followers or create content that uh, it's clickbaitable or that we hope is going to blow up or uh, I'd rather just play the long play and all this stuff. And, and even if I fall short and, and God forbid, God willing, something happened to me down the road, I feel good. Like if I was on my deathbed right now, I would, I'd be like, fuck, I got so much time. I got so much shit I need to get done, but more so it would, I would love knowing that I, left this earth with a whole lot of what I believe good content and, I, and and stuff that I think will forever help people. So I just want to be remembered as somebody who did it himself, who didn't ask for too much, who just tried to be the best person he could possibly be and somebody that wasn't scared to push himself outside of his comfort zone. And I think that'd be super dope to, to be remembered as or re, be remembered for. Awesome. No, that's fantastic. Uh, where can people find you and say hello on the instant? It's uh, at, at Bave. I know that <laughs> sounds crazy. It's B-O, three B's, four A's, and a Y. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter there, or you can say what up on the, uh, the podcast page at Berkeley's It's on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all that, all that cool stuff. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Mark. Greatly appreciate it. You did a fantastic job. If you guys are watching this or listening to this and you're a fan of mine or you're a fan of his, make sure you like his stuff, comment, blow up his social media, give this man the love he deserves, and shout out to everybody out in the UK. Awesome. Yeah. Nice one. Nice one. I love that. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Really appreciate your time. If you enjoyed this episode at all, like Bobby said, please share it on social media. Tag Bob A and Blue Deer Design. That's B-O-B-B-A-A-A-A and a Y. <laughs> Another episode is coming out next week. Thank you very much as always for your support. I'll see you then.